what explanation you gonna offer as a gift to someone puzzled with conceptual basics about enzyme induction and enzyme inhibition do you find yourself in the same shoes too let me take the honor of presenting the gift today as you slowly unfold the various wrappers unveiling all the explanation Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology, and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. My idea today is actually to give you all a comparative aspect of enzyme induction and enzyme inhibition along with a few bullet points featuring the specialities of both of them. Let's start with the switch on and off play. Enhancement of the activity of enzyme which in turn spikes up the metabolic speed and activity that leads to the mitigation of the response or the drug activity is known as enzyme induction similarly we can define enzyme inhibition enzyme inhibition is the decreased activity of enzyme which turns down the metabolic speed and activity finally resulting in enhanced drug activity or response now as i talk about the enhanced or mitigated drug response it's the right time to comment upon the plasma drug concentration it increases or decreases the plasma drug concentration decreases in enzyme induction while it increases in enzyme inhibition the prominent site is liver for enzyme induction and up to an extent it does occur in lung kidney placenta and intestine enzyme inhibition can be of enzyme inhibition can be greatly influenced by hepatic mixed function oxidases now coming over to enzyme induction that involves protein production and it takes some time somewhere around a week or two and the effect follows the same way down as it fades away got it now switching on to enzyme inhibition the prominent feature for enzyme inhibition is that it's a reversible process which is totally opposite in most of the cases of enzyme induction as usual one of the exception is cecobarbital overdose which not only inactivates the enzyme but also hampers the self metabolism so why do i give you exceptions because these are asked as questions now i'm going to cover some important bullet points regarding the enzyme induction and they are as follows results are decreased plasma levels decreased effect or response especially when the metabolite is inactive but if the metabolite is active that going to lead to increased effect or response of the drug now i want to talk about certain specific inducers that i want to state 
and that you should remember because they are specific they are quite important the first one is the entire convulsions they generally induce CYP3A4 isoenzymes. The second one is the phenobarbiton and rifampine induced CYP2D6 and CYP2C8 or 2C9. Then we have smoke, charcoal, broiled meat, omeprazole, pollutants, they all induce CYP1A isoenzymes. Then we have isoniazid chronic alcohol consumption, they induce CYP2E1, that's very important and quite famous. So these were some important specific inducers that I wanted to state and that you should remember. Okay. Now I'm going to come over to the examples and then I'm going to talk about how will you clinically utilize the process of enzyme induction to gain benefit and to treat some important diseases. So let's get to know all this. The first important example to quote in the context of enzyme induction is with anticoagulants the advice is to increase the oral dose because if the sudden withdrawal of the inducer occurs and accordingly you are not descaling the anticoagulants then that may result in bleeding okay so that was one concept related to enzyme induction second one i want to state here is one classical example is of the paracetamol toxicity what happens in alcoholics is due to the accumulation of N-acetyl P-benzoquinonamine that's a liver toxic metabolite of paracetamol, it may lead to hepatotoxicity. Next important example is the use of enzyme inducers like phenytoin rifampicin along with the oral contraceptives, their effect is nullified and that may result in unwanted pregnancy. Next important example I want to quote is of the barbiturates. Well, that is a very unique example because what happens in their case is that they self-induce their own metabolism. And this is given a special term which you can state as pharmacokinetic tolerance. And that's actually an adverse effect of barbiturates. So that is why this example becomes very important to know. Now, how will you use this whole concept of enzyme induction and this knowledge for your sake? I want to talk about the benefit. Everything should be known for the use, for some important positive use for the benefit. Now, it is wonderful to treat jaundice in newborns. How are you going to do that? Administer phenobarbiton to the mother around a week or two before the delivery and then you have to administer the same drug to the newborn just after the birth. All this exercise induces the glucuronide transferases, the bilirubin, it gets conjugated and it is excreted very, very fast. Okay, that is how you're going to use enzyme induction for the benefit. Next, I want to talk about is that inducers, they increase the degradation of adrenal steroids. Now, they are found in excess when you have a disease called Cushing syndrome and in that particular case what you're gonna do is you're gonna use the inducers they're gonna degrade the adrenal steroids and that gonna help in curing the Cushing syndrome 
Now, again, you're gonna use inducers in the case of chronic poisonings that gonna hasten the metabolism of poisons and treat the poisoning. You can use the inducers in liver diseases. Then one important example of inducers is the precipitation of acute intermittent porphyria and that is due to increased porphyrin synthesis by delta amino levulinic acid synthetase. Okay, so these were some important examples, some benefits, how you're gonna use clinically, some ways I told you, some classical, really good to quote and good to learn examples because they are repeated questions in your exams. So you should pay a thorough attention to whatever just I conveyed. Okay, let's move further. And now, I want to talk about the bullet points and some really important features related to enzyme inhibition. I told you we're going to go as a contrasting way. On one side, we're going to switch on to enzyme induction. On the other hand, we're going to switch off to enzyme inhibition. First of all, I'm going to cover some general features regarding the enzyme inhibition. One drug can competitively inhibit metabolism of another by consuming the same enzyme or the cofactor. That is one important point. The second important point you need to keep in mind is that a drug may be substrate and at the same time inhibitor of the same CYP isoenzymes. Okay, that is very simple concept but you need to keep all these things in mind because when you apply these things clinically, then finally you get the result of what is happening as a part of drug interaction when two drugs are given together. What is the inducer, what is the inhibitor, what is the substrate and that leads to our result of the drug effect or response that we are getting in an individual. Got it? Now sometimes a drug inhibits its own metabolism and then what happens? Oral bioavailability of drug increases and systemic clearance that decreases. The nutshell and the result is the plasma half-life it elongates. Now what sense does all this statement make if I don't embellish it with an example? So here you have it. Chronically administering verapamil, it inhibits its own metabolism and its oral bioavailability increases twice fold. Wow, that's quite a big amount. And its plasma half-life also elongates. Okay. At this particular moment, I really don't want to miss the opportunity to convey one apt and right fact that generally the enzyme amount is in surplus and a drug generally follows saturation kinetics because of the surplus enzyme amount but if the drugs they have a great affinity for the same isoenzyme then the drug inhibition gains real importance in this particular scenario and it's of utter value when the drug is metabolized by saturation kinetics that is when the kinetics change from first order to zero order okay the another term is capacity limited kinetics well i know i haven't talked about all these things and these terms will be discussed in detail in the upcoming episodes but yes that's gonna take a little time so have patience for that and then I want to tell you one general thing is that drug inhibition generally precipitates the toxicity of the object drug as its plasma concentration increases. Now I'm coming over to the bullet points related to the enzyme inhibition and some important to comment upon. Firstly, I'm going to talk about the negative points because you know, I really like positive and sweet endings. 
So, let's take up the negative points or the negative examples beforehand. We talk about the positive ones, okay? Theophylline when given with erythromycin that shows up unpredictable nausea, vomiting and tremors. Morphine with monoamine oxidase inhibitors, it depresses the respiration. Decamerol along with cimetidine increases bleeding chances. And terfinadine when administered along with ketoconazole, it precipitates cardiac arrhythmias. Okay? Now, though there are many, but for the time being, we're gonna limit our talk to these negative examples and let's quickly move over to the positive ones. Positive ones includes also the uses of the enzyme inhibition for our benefit to cure few diseases, few clinical conditions that really bother people around. The first one I want to tell about is the disulfiram that is given before the alcohol and it prevents the conversion of acetaldehyde to acetic acid. Nausea, vomiting, headache all occur. They help in alcohol aversion. What a great thing. That's of great benefit. Second important beneficial example that is the positivity I'm going to tell about enzyme inhibition that I really can't wait to keep it to myself. I really want to tell you is the combination of levodopa with carbidopa. It helps to prevent the powerful decarboxylation of levodopa. More of it reaches the brain as more of it can cross the blood-brain barrier. Another important positive use of enzyme inhibition is the treatment of the skeletal muscle paralysis caused by deuterocurarine and it is cured by neostigmine. Okay, so Though there are many again, but I'm going to limit my talks to these important three classical examples and benefits of enzyme inhibition. Now, a word about I want to talk before I really wind up and turn the curtains down for the day is the blood flow limited metabolism. Let's quickly explain it with the help of example. Propranolol decreases the blood circulation of the liver and it decreases the lidocaine metabolism why that's very important so pay attention lidocaine is a drug having high liver extraction and metabolism of lidocaine follows the course of the blood circulation to the liver so that's one of the examples that is the right one to quote for the blood flow limited metabolism now, other similar drugs having the same fate are morphine and verapamil. Now, another related aspect is the first pass metabolism and I will throw more light upon this in my upcoming episode. That was a teaser. It has a similar conceptual basis. But now, as it's a Sunday and it's already a heavy dose of episode from my end, let's not regret it. Regrets are never for the action. They are meant for inaction. That's the way I sum up all my crafted Lindy time frame of today's episode. Though it's not in my hands to turn the hourglass over again, don't count the minutes invested, but count the words heard today cause they were of true worth. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.ispharmacologydifficult.com 
where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about the medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name is Pharmacology Difficult. If you are listening for the first time, do follow and subscribe whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Tune in and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.